Welcome back, guys, to Wrestling's Ruin, the podcast that talks about the shitty years in wrestling that almost ruined wrestling. Episode two. Episode number two. I am Eddie Shepard, along with... Travis Lasseter. And the free will burning head turning ass kicking machismo dripping master podcasting mouthpiece of the southeast. Your color commentator for tonight on the wonderful Wrestling Ruin podcast. I'm Brendan A. Lane. I gotta come up with something. I was just thinking it's fucked too. I know. He's got all that. Jesus Christ. I've been doing this for a while. (laughs) He's sitting over here like Vince McMahon in 95. Oh no. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. (laughs) Did you see that? What a maneuver. Guys, we we just covered the first episode of uh, Monday Night Raw in 1995. Thoughts on that episode? Sucked. Whole thing sucked. It was not good. It was not good at all, guys. It needed more pet and yell. (laughs) I I think it needed less. I agree. That wrong report is fucking wrong. And you could cut him all out, and I don't know that would make the show any better. We needed some well done, maybe a little... uh, Well, you're going to get plenty of well done in this episode. We need the gigolo Jimmy Del Rey in there. uh, Barry Horribleowitz. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, You can't see it, but I'm patting myself on the back. You're a cunning linguist. Thank so you, we're we're going on to the next episode, which will be the the following week, um, January 9th. January ninth of nineteen ninety five. Uh, going forward, guys, you know when you get onto your WWE network and watch along with us, uh, make sure you go to you know Monday Night Raw, nineteen ninety three, ninety five. Ninety five. Sorry, ninety three got I stuck wish in my we were head. Watching ninety three. I don't know. Those Raws are rough too. Um, but you go to nineteen ninety five, uh, and the next episode will say January 9th, nineteen ninety five. What's that thumbnail got on it? I don't even know. I can't even remember on that one, to be honest with you. I can't remember either. I mean, it's right next to Bam Bam Bigelow's Gap Two Face. But the big thing, the biggest thing about this show, guys, and this is literally about the only good thing about this show, is this the second year anniversary of Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. Tuxedo Monday Night Raw has now been on the air for two years. Uh, Of course, they're going unopposed. There's no, um, there's no competition. The only thing that I could say would be competition right now would be WCW Saturday Night. Thumbnail is Hakushi. We love some Hakushi. God, I can't Uh, wait for Shawn Michaels to be racist again. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of, though, I mean, you know, we we have a whole, we we were going to kind of compare, you know, once we actually hit Nitro to start doing Nitro and Raw. Um, But we we don't have that context yet because Monday Night Nitro did not show up till September of 95. We've got a long ways to go before we have compare and contrast of how shitty each company is. However, we can compare it to WCW. WCW Saturday Night. However, the WWE Network has not posted the 95 uh, episodes of WCW Saturday Night. So at the end of this episode, we'll kind of break down what happened on that on the show that took place two days prior uh, for WCW Saturday Night. Anybody really want spoiler alert? It was great. (laughs) Does anybody really want WCW Saturday Night from '95? No, no. I mean, no one really wants Raw from '95, but it's a flagship. Show. Oh, you'll, you guys, you'll, you'll see. Um, but before we get started, like I said, you know, this is the uh, the second anniversary show of Monday Night Raw. Uh, it's going to take place from Houston, Texas, from the Summit, home of the Houston Rockets. Uh, at least it's not a fucking high school gym. Uh, yes. NBA champion Houston Rockets at the time. Yes, they make they make that comment immediately uh, clear. Um, loves pop culture. References. But the weird thing is, you know, this is the beginning set of another of another rollout of tapings where we have. Um, Three weeks worth of tapings from this same arena. Um, and the crazy thing to me is there were dark matches that happened on these tapings that actually are better than the matches you got on Monday Night Raw. Uh, just, to, just to kind of break it down, we had Chris Candido taking on Barry Horowitz, which of, which of course was Skip of the Body Donnas. <laughs> uh, Love Chris Candido, former NWA champion. The best thing about him was Sonny. 
That's a lie. <laughs> Dude, go... What did the NBA wait, wait. title mean in 95? Can you tell me? That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I, I can't argue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but going forward, I mean, he had the blonde, blonde bombshell. I mean, his work in ECW is also fantastic. We were talking about him and Big, uh, Bigelow last episode, uh, having a great run in ECW. Definitely worth a watch. Maybe not going to be on, rip. not going to be on this podcast because that shit was actually too good. Um, of course, Lex Luger wrestled Tatanka, and guess what, guys? A double countout because no one can get a clean finish uh, in that feud. Uh, Bret Hart wrestled Owen Hart. Um, WrestleMania 10 rematch. We, we got that match. Of course, some of these matches, I believe, you know, they're kind of building up for Mania to give them some time in the ring because The Undertaker wrestled IRS. That was the Royal Rumble match coming up, too, guys. Yeah, the, fuck IRS. <laughs> the, fuck Captain Mike Rotunda and his stupid WCW shirt. I, motherfucker. I need that shirt. I was so saying, motherfucker, right. you I, want that shirt terribly bad. I thought you were, like, meaning the actual IRS because they take all our taxes. <laughs> Both. Okay, cool, Both. cool. Yeah, fuck you, government. And then, and then of course, guys. Trump uh, 2024. Oh, shit. Whoa. <laughs> I'm going to need you to fucking leave. You leave people. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You leave Peepaw Joe out of this. I'm, I'm, waiting, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for Uncle Joe to send me my check. It's all People, Joe. I want free money. <laughs> and then, of course, guys, uh, the main event: Diesel uh, defeated Bob Backlund for the for the WWF title to retain the title. Um, Fuck you! Was it in eight hands, seconds? Hands down, uh, to me, going over everything. Just, I would rather watch Chris Candido versus Barry Horowitz than most uh, than anything we saw from the oh, last show. Oh, SummerSlam '95. Worth like, it. One, I can't one, of the, one of the fucking main card. Can't matches. wait. <laughs> God, I hate you so much. However, guys, uh, Brandon, are you about to do a shot? I'm going to do a shot to Hakushi. Um, a, a failed experiment, but one well worth the time. Fun fun fact, uh, we watched that last episode of 94, <laughs> Raw, and they say Hakushi is coming. His tattoos are thicker and darker than they are in this picture right here. You made here. me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. But, like, literally his tattoos change. Like, they're too thick and too dark compared to what they are now. So that automatically kills the gimmick. Even as a kid, I would have noticed the difference. Before we get started, though, guys, uh, I think we have some... Uh, some awesome sponsors. We're going to let them hit, and then when we come back, we'll kind of get everything rolling. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Next Generation Wrestling brings some of the most talked about and star-studded professional wrestlers from around the world. Based out of East Tennessee, NGW is becoming one of the most sought-after independent wrestling promotions in the past four years. Witness NGW Live or on demand on the High Spots Wrestling Network streaming app. Follow us on social media platforms at NextGenTN. To be the World Wrestling Federation champion, you gotta want it every day. It takes an integrated approach to training, and that is what IcoPro is all about. Recording live from the Black Lodge, it's me, the free will burning, head turning, ass kicking, machismo dripping, master podcasting mouthpiece of the Southeast. Brandon A. Lane, host of the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast, with a message to all you WrestleManiacs out there in podcast land. Now, once you've jerked the curtain of the uncontested heavyweight champions of podcast, Wrestling Ruined, well, I hope you'll jump ship and check out the incredible in-depth movie retrospectives and interviews with cast and crew of all your favorite horror films only at the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast. You can find us on social media at Rants Black Lodge. Check out our homepage at JuicyKruger.com. 
and we're available on all major podcasting platforms. And oh yeah, don't be a jabroni. Check out all the great content from Wrestling Ruined, or you'll be the one doing the J-O-B. Your wishes come true as the WWF Holiday Wish Tour comes to town. WWF Champion Diesel defends his title against the demented Bob Backlund. You're going to wish you never knew me. The Unearthly Undertaker battles the devious Tatanka. You're going to wish you were never born. January 13th at the Nassau Coliseum. Tickets are on sale at the following locations. And partial proceeds benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Thank you to those sponsors. Uh, that rants from the Black Lot sounds like an awesome podcast, huh? So good. As of today, we actually uh, surpassed 10,000 downloads for our Halloween 4 episode uh, featuring uh, the men sitting to my left. Uh, I can. I equal ratings. I cannot wait for the next wrestling episode so everyone loses their fucking minds. There probably won't be another wrestling episode. <laughs> I, I think probably wrestling episodes may uh, go to this podcast. And I'm okay so. with that, actually. That'd actually be really fun, guys. Um, but big thing here, guys. Like I said, we're going to watch the second year anniversary of Monday Night Raw. Uh, go to the, the Monday Night Raw tab. Scroll over to 1995. It is the January 9th episode. Uh, of, course you, of course you will uh, see the Hakusha Cushy thumbnail. Um, get past that first commercial, which we oddly did not get this time, which was kind of weird. Um, but you know, three, two, one, go. We'll we'll, we'll kind of get everything started, guys. Right. Three, two, one, play. I'm not. There ready. we go. I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready. You want to suck the dick of how great you find this intro? Travis? God, I love this intro, though. I swear to God, it is pretty cool. I mean, it no, it's they, not. They brought, like, it, they brought it back for Retro mm-hmm. Raw and stuff and redid it with new people. Oh, because that makes it good. Look, look, look at the confetti. Look. Happy anniversary, damn it. You're being a curmudgeon. They, the only thing that could have made this worse was Joker Man font. <laughs> you you, you can. <laughs> Canadian bitch. I will tell you immediately, like, hey. like we were saying, guys, the, the, the summit. I'm all American. The summit of in Houston, Texas, guys. This arena looks 10 times better than that shitty high school. Um, look this at is the debut of Vince McMahon in 95. Look, look at that mullet. Oh, um, I love me some Shawn my, Michaels mullet. My first question to you guys is do you think that Vince McMahon and Shawn Michaels were fucking each other? I do not. I, man, I love Shawn. Shawn's my number one. He's always gonna be my number one. Nothing, uh, not there's anything wrong with that. I just no, don't no. think. I just don't think. I, I think I I'll, okay. Oh well, no. In in this context of him fucking him for a position in the company, there is something kind of wrong with that. But I just get a I, weird vibe. There is from a weird them, vibe. And Sean got away with shit. And no one else. And got I know away with. a lot of other podcasts have you know they in Bruce and they they kind of said you know that Sean kind of bucked authority and Vince saw himself in Sean. No pun yeah, intended. Yeah, he did. No pun intended. When he was looking at his back when he's boning his butthole. <laughs> I don't know if that happened or not. That was a legend. Allegedly. <laughs> but it is weird that Sean kind of, like, there's been multiple wrestlers that say there's no way that Sean, there, there had to be something. I know uh, the Road Warriors did a shoot interview where Hawk swore up and down that they were fucking, that there was something there. Um, I don't know if that's just. Well. I gotta think though, Hawk wasn't there from but until like 92. And then he came back in 97, so yeah. he would have missed this. But then again, war. you got to think, they've probably seen a lot of other people come into the WWF oh, and never able to get some a, people coming, someone. <laughs> never, <laughs> but never get the treatment that Sean did. Um, it's just weird that Sean, like, but I, I can understand where Vince has that that mentality to where he, he kind of, I guess he would see himself if he was a wrestler as Shawn mean, Michaels. Sean, so I get it. I mean, but, Vince McMahon let Bret Hart cheat on his fucking wife. Uh, uh, Every town. Not, not to <laughs> deviate, but... 
Here's the best thing about this fucking show. Yeah, you're a fucking liar. The legendary Captain Kirk himself. Overrated. Star of the upcoming Tech War Overrated on the USA Network, William Shatner. Overrated His face hack. looks familiar like it should be on a shape. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Halloween reference, Travis. I but you don't it. watch horror movies, so he's, fuck he's, he's an overrated hack. It's fine. All right. Hey, he might be. <laughs> this, he's still the best overrated hack on this he's episode the overall. This overrated ma- hack on the episode. This match overall. right here, guys, I would... There's this no argument. The main event. There's no argument that this is going to be the best match in the first two weeks, or the first two episodes of this podcast. Uh... Razor Ramon was firing on all cylinders, 94, 95. Um, and then, of course... And, and at the same time, I feel like they never really put him in the position he could have been. No. Uh, he, they, I think they looked at him as he was he was a good hand. He's like Brett, he has Brett syndrome. Good hand. He was the middle... The, he was the top mid-carter. The, the top. When Owen the top. gets out there, and like, it isn't like Owen is like a small guy, but... To lay on the pyro. Go, uh, golden shower. <laughs> um, but... The fucking size of Scott Hall. Like, if you were to, like, <clears throat> Frankenstein a perfect wrestler, he's pretty damn close to it. He's off the gas. Do you remember his diamond stud days? He was jacked. <laughs> he, was, he was. He was jacked. Biggest thing I noticed... Great mullet, by the way. Biggest you know. thing I noticed out of this episode immediately is the, the hard cam shot, which I love the way that they do this, where the entrance is right back there. It looks like the Madison Square Garden look. Yeah. I For me personally... Uh, but hold, before I interject, you want to... Jerk off the quality of this uh, Owen uh, God, Owen I love song, I love Travis. Owen Hart's entrance theme. It's so damn over uh, underrated. Like I mean, it's one of my favorite. The crazy thing is, he never it's he didn't upbeat. change it for years. That's the that's the music of the new foundation, and that's still the same music. Well, he, oh, he stole the title. And here's the other thing I realize: I love that entrance way. Yes, it's classic neon. I'm like, it's just it, that. Oh, that is to, one to of my me, favorite things. I I love it, but to me, it it seems more 80s than yeah. 90s. I can remember. Oh. oh. From all those tapings in like ninety two, I figure like that's the same one, like ninety two, ninety three, where they had like the superstar <laughs> tapings and stuff. But it's freaking awesome. Uh, do either one of you find it odd that Razor is wearing uh, yellow boots? Yes, I was gonna bring that up because he always wore black boots with that attire in like every major match, and it's weird that he has the yellow boots on. I with that, it, it stuck out to me like a sore thumb. Not not necessarily in a bad way, but just it just doesn't feel right. No, because he always had the yellow tights with the yellow boots. I just found it weird that Razor still had a toothpick behind his ear as all this action is going. I, I, on. I know this podcast cool. is called Wrestling Ruin, but this match is really yeah. Really honestly, good. this match does not deserve to be on this podcast. Uh, because as far as in ring ability, like it's a, the, the buck stops here. It's a rematch of the King of the Ring '94 too. Like I mean, I don't think they even addressed that on the commentary, but it really is. His boots do look fucking weird. Now yeah. you mentioned it. I'm just staring at him now. The press spot. That yeah, I actually have that in my notes. Um, now I know they're they're of the same breeding line. Still, <laughs> well, but um, that's Brett's that's Brett's spot, and he takes it uh, 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 a couple of times in this match. Well, here's another thing I don't, I don't think like because we kind of talked over the King's Court in the last episode, but Owen made a proclamation that he was going to win the tag titles, the Intercontinental title, and the WWF title because oh. he was going to be like his brother Brett, and oh. like this was Spoiler. this was step one. <laughs> Some of those things don't happen. Yeah, but, Speak, this, but this is step one, and like that was what his promo led into was this match. Well, this poses a great question um, because a lot of people consider Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, as one of the guys who always deserved a title run, a, a world yes. title run, um, and never got it. Um, so between these two men, between Owen and Razor, 
Who do you think deserves a title run more? Okay, well, from from a business standpoint, I think Scott Hall would have made more sense. From from a creative standpoint, I think I would have preferred Owen. However, I've always heard the rumor that I want to say it was uh, like Super Brawl, maybe in like ninety eight. No, no, not ninety eight. Uh, it was a uh, maybe it was uncensored. It was it was after the Hogan feud with Sting. Where he wrestled it was, Sting. It was after he won World War Three and was supposed to fight the winner. Yeah, and yep. and. Uh, uh, evidently, they were going to put Scott Hall the title on Scott Hall, but he was so fucked up that during that time. But yeah. it was going to this was going to become the beginning of uh, a three a three front. And he was going to uh, be the green and blue, or, uh, blue, blue and black, blue, blue and black NWO. Yeah. Well, here's I always said I feel like, especially during this time, if you put Scott Hall as a heel against Diesel. That would have been a believable feud, and he could have beat Diesel. They could have traded the title I, back and forth. I'm in favor instead of anybody of, who beats Diesel. Well, instead of Mabel, it could have been Scott Hall. I'm, I'm in favor of Mabel. Heel. I'm in favor of Mabel beating Diesel. That that if I rebooked '95, that's what I'd have done. I'd have had him finally win the King of the Ring after making it to the finals, well, and then him facing Diesel at SummerSlam. We've played fantasy booker just between us. Uh, kind of booking towards the end of 95 and we actually have an idea when we get to that point I actually you know have thoughts of who should have been champion towards the end of 95 and spoiler alert I think it should have been Bulldog um, but we'll get to that point eventually but I believe that Owen could have been the champion in 94 like we touched on it last episode but instead of Bob Backlund winning the belt from Brett he could have won the belt from Brett and he still could have begged his mom while he had Brett in the sharpshooter <laughs> or something, it. do it, mom. Just throw it in, mom. I'm gonna break his back. I'm gonna break his no, legs. Well, you could have just you could have just put um, Anvil in that position, yeah. Instead, and see, and, I mean, but Owen could have then he could have lost to Diesel, and then he could have played the chicken shit heel, dude. And that would have worked even better too because Anvil had been tag champions with Brett, and he could have been like, yep. like. Helen, he's going to break his back. That's my partner. We yeah. were teammates. <laughs> and he cries and he's like he's stroking his beard. Ah, I, I, I get that they were trying to kind of go back to the old school thing of having a long-term champion, but there's no reason that Owen couldn't have that short title reign that Backlund had because who really gave a fuck about Bob Backlund? I'm sorry, Brandon. Sorry. I, I, Stop stroking your beard with Bob Backlund. Either, either way, if it was Owen or it was Backlund, there should not have been that short of a title reign. Yeah. And that's crazy that it's 95 and we just saw a suicide dive. But don't Owen, don't say the AEW version of that. Suicide Or they Fuck could... that. Or even... <laughs> this is America. <laughs> Owen could have even have won it at SummerSlam when having... In the cage. Screwed, getting screwed, Brett getting screwed in the cage by Anvil. Then him, Brett wins it back at Survivor Series. Or something. I mean, they could have done something. Like, I just don't think Vince saw the money in Owen, and I understand that. But I think there was more money in Owen than there was Backlund. Oh yeah, and the return, the return matches would one, have been money. One thing that just happened that I like about Raw that makes it more feel feel more real is that you're having a commercial break during the match. Now in September when we start doing. Nitros, you're going to see a trend of epi- of episodes of matches that are specifically designed to, to, to between the commercial begin breaks. and end or a commercial break. Yeah. Now you can make the argument that like they're holding off the commercial break, you know, until like they would in a, a legitimate sport, but it's so obvious that's not what they're doing that I prefer what they're doing here with Raw, and that's one of the few times I'm going to give Raw credit. And I know I'm going back to the whole world title thing, but even if Razor would have beat Brett at Royal Rumble 93, because it was supposed to be Warrior, 
Remember that? Oh, yes, whole thing? yes. It's supposed to be Warrior versus Brett. And Warrior was supposed to put over yeah. Brett. And then, but then they put Razor in the spot. Razor is a heel at that time, fresh in there after having a match with Savage and being in a, you know, a partnership with Flair would have made sense. I, I think Vince was still in the mindset he wanted that monster heel. So to me, but but I think Razor could have been it. Razor could have been it, but it would have been a monster heel in a different way because when Vince thinks monster heel, he thinks of a, a, a big foreigner. Yeah, Scott, and that's just how it was. Scott Hall could have worked though. I mean, not saying Yokozuna didn't couldn't work because worker he's one of the best big men ever. He's up there, but. He could have had a match with anyone. He could have done his moves with anyone. You wouldn't have had to work around him like you had to work around Yokozuna. Like, it was a struggle to put the sharpshooter on Yokozuna at WrestleMania 9. Yeah. Like, I mean, it really was. I mean, and, and Razor wrestled Bob Backlund yeah, at WrestleMania and, 9. In a shit match that fucking blew cock. Just saying right now. <laughs> but, like, Hogan, I think, influenced all that, too, because then he comes back, drops the leg, brother, and fucking wins the belt, and they go the king of the ring. You know, in, in thinking of this, uh, I actually would have preferred a Hogan Razor feud. I think that would have been great. Um, but I mean, he would have got squashed and would have been, he probably would have been mediocre after God, that. I can't wait to get a 98. We'll talk about the Scott Hall, Kevin Nash feud. My, my big thing, Ugh, my, my big thing, oh God. <laughs> my big thing on this is. What, what, know, what are your, what's your opinion though? Who, who do you think would have been a better world champ? I, I think in the context, like Brandon said, in the business con- business context, I think Razor look wise, charisma wise, Better champion, mm-hmm. work weight, work rate wise, and a, a, a piece of shit hill that someone's trying to chase. Owen, hands yeah. down. And I, I wouldn't have been unhappy with, with either. Oh yeah, either great. Yeah, and I mean the thing is they they put Diesel in that in that position. You could have put Razor in that position. You yeah. could have had him go well, in when, there. When your best friend is fucking the boss, you're going to get those allegations. Positions. No, the allegedly. boss was fucking him. Allegedly, <laughs> get it right. <laughs> but. But I, I think I mean like you could have gone either way. I think in the context in the context of ninety four to ninety five, I still think Owen should have it should have been Owen Brett at Survivor Series as their blow off match. Um, Brett got beat by Owen and he, he's a transitional champion for like two or three days. Gets power bomb finish and he could sell the shit out of it. Say he was robbed. He wasn't ready for that match. Blah blah blah. That's why that's why he he interferes in the fucking match at the Rumble with Brett and Diesel, um, and it makes sense. I just yeah, the, the dominoes fall a little better in place if all that happens. Because yes. Backlund's like that one and thing then, that doesn't fit. No, but that's kind of what makes it great because yeah. no one expected but, it. But I no mean. one expected it. But they didn't capitalize on how good it could have been. Yeah, because he pretty much is killed off after WrestleMania eleven. Oof. Yeah, the presidential he's, he's dead. You know, he's dead in the water before that. Oh, oh yeah, um, in the rumble, like, he goes. Soon, he goes in the rumble, and gets tossed out immediately. As soon as Diesel fucking beats him at Madison Square Garden, he's, he's as a DOA. As a kid, um, we, we kind of go back a little bit to ninety four. That mad is Ugh, God. It's all that. That's all that bronzer, man. Um, <laughs> fucking um, they have bronzer in ninety five. I imagine. No. <laughs> fucking uh, going back. The one thing I remember about '94 very vividly was when Backlund put the crossface on that. Um, I think it was a journalist, or was it was a, like I can't remember who it was. Uh, it was a guy in a suit. Um, I don't know if he had a camera. It was a cameraman or what he was. Um, but he put the the crossface on him and would not let go. Yeah. And that stuck with me because to me that moment made Backlund look like a serious threat. So they did a good job with that. It was I, a journalist. Yes. Their their first their as in Brett and um, and uh, Backlund's first match the, the match where he wins the title that match is terrific and uh, in the wrong hands that match could have been really bad but it really sold the fact of how impressive Backlund was in a submission. 
state. It just doesn't capitalize going forward from that. I agree. Uh, Razor just hit a choke slam, and That's weird. as a kid, I, he I, apparently he did it quite a bit. And every game I ever played, he always had a choke slam. I'm like, when the fuck does Scott Hall do choke slams? But he did. I just yeah, didn't fucking remember. All the remember time, it. it's just it looked more like a like a, a rock bottom yeah, almost yeah, yeah, yeah. than it did a choke slam because they didn't get the height that the Undertaker got with it. But you're, you're also like putting into perspective of like not having. I mean, Owen's smaller than him, but. Fucking Scott Hall is what, like six seven, six eight. Yeah, I mean, he's, 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 a, a, he's a he's a big boy. Freaking Watch big this. dude. So so they miss the rope here, and he, oh, he and eats he, some oh, shit right and there. Boom. Yeah, he eats some shit. He bust his asshole. He's like, oh shit, he's bleeding. <laughs> he pulled an X pop towards his finger. Well, this match it's not a hole anymore. It's a slit. This oh god, this match is <laughs> getting, me with this match time. is getting more towards the end here. Um, I I want to know. Why do you guys think this match was put on first? Right, before you, before we get into that, I got to say finish. something about right here. He's putting him in the Scorpion Deathlock. He's yeah, not he putting him the in the Sharpshooter. Yeah. He's got the right leg instead of the left leg. And here comes Brett. Um, now, is this on accident, or is this a subtle line of psychology that he is sort of a mirror image of Brett? I might be looking a little too much into that. I mean, it's a good thing, though. But. I know that they thought about those things, those little details. Like that Jared, what Jared's wearing right there, I'm pretty sure that's the gear he was wearing in WCW. That is his it WCW is. gear. Here, here's the thing, though, like, and we discussed this the other day when we watched these episodes. How does this not make Brett like the heel of this well, point? point though? The, I have that in my notes is well, shouldn't Brett be the heel? But they made a good point was that Brett was trying to make Owen's life a living hell because he is made he cost him the WWF title. So in return, this was an opportunity for him to get the Intercontinental title. So he's going to screw him out of it. I get that, but then again, it, but, it's, but then they never go back and have a return match for the Intercontinental title. No. Okay. One of the elements that I think is absolutely lost in professional wrestling is is the importance Daddy of Davis. holding a championship and not in that, like, I'm the champion, therefore I'm fancy, but the financial aspect yes. of it. And they never, like, hammer that home, but they could have enhanced this angle by, like, you know, you're costing me money. Like, yeah, you, you I, I, screwed I, I, the me champion's out of the, purse, the all big that. payday, so I'm going to do the same to you. That makes sense. Yeah. Jack Dillon, Timmy White. They went off referee here, guys. Who's got the better mullet, Jarrett or Owen? Uh, Jack, no. Uh, definitely Jarrett. <laughs> actually, who, I actually had in my notes at the end of this episode, but we'll go ahead and talk about it. Who had the better mullet, Shawn Michaels or Jeff Jarrett? Sean. Sean had that Kentucky down. waterfall. He, he had that one that was like shaved down the sides. Like he had it parted in the middle. Like it was like really nice. Owen's isn't more, Owen's is more of a mop top. It's, Ra- it's, it's funny though. Razor listen, came you out. Can, with you can argue the, the, the minutia of like mm-hmm. what is and what is not a mullet, but it's but still a mullet. Look how quickly Razor's hair dried out from the time he came out though until he, time he oh, was at the end of the match. Oh fuck me! Yes, Todd Pettengill. So going forward, guys, the, have, the Rumble Report is sponsored by Smirnoff Ice. Smash pineapple plus coconut. It's a beachy theme today. Smirnoff Ice <laughs> is for ladies. Clear alcohol is for women. Sincerely, <laughs> sincerely. Look at that vest with before, the denim right, before, right, Hold right. on, before we, before we say that, I just want to say that we went to a fucking gas station before we came over to Brandon's uh, house today to record this, and Travis got the two fruitiest beers. <laughs> I was like, I think I'm just going to go with a Red Bull. <laughs> go I on, Brandon. Bought it from the beachy theme. hate Todd Pettengale. His double chin and his greasy hair make me want to gouge my fucking <laughs> eyeballs Whoa. out. He looks like Ellen DeGeneres, but I bet her dick is bigger. <laughs> Will you stop? <laughs> look, 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 
his fucking lumberjack outfit here. He's going like it's his Canadian tuxedo, but he's also accenting it with a fucking like uh, a flannel I just, vest. I just think you're jealous of the earring and the fact that he can pull off that denim denim look. Is he pulling it off? I mean, I, I think, think he's even pulling it off. In 1995 standards, I think there's this guy probably would have dudes been pulling it off of this in, right now. This dude would have been beaten to death in an alley by fucking bikers uh, for <laughs> for hate crime reasons. <laughs> He's got on a lot of makeup, though. I will say that. He's, like, powdered up really hard. He, he makes his mullet. It's, like, it's weird. It, like, it floofs out but goes in at the same time. L- the would you rather have him or Stephanie Wine doing this? Oh, that's fair. I don't either. That's fair. She's <laughs> a lot of teeth, man. She's a lot of teeth. <laughs> that's a either, name that either a lot of viewers bad. are going to know. Either is bad. But at least, at least, uh, fuck, man. Look, look how he accentuates with his lips, though. He's just getting the words out. Listen, just, as a, as a <laughs> fat human being, I, I feel free to say this. Grow a fucking beard to cover up that goddamn double chin. <laughs> piece of shit. And I, look how greasy his hair is. He's I'm pretty nasty. sure he doesn't have enough, like, I don't, he can't grow facial hair. Because he ends up losing the weight. Remember they give away the house? In your house, he's skinnier. It's not really that he lost the weight. It's he shaved the mullet down. It's That's a, cool. It's a, it made him look smaller. And then he got that nice... He got, another he, shot. he got a little stud. I, I gotta do another shot got a little to, stud. to so, kill the pain of this bullshit. So the biggest thing... So you didn't watch Action Zone growing up? I, in 1995, no, I was not watching Action Zone. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing, because me and Travis talked about it as well. Like You had Action Zone and Superstars on the weekend. I can remember episodes of the of, of Superstars and Action Zone having better wrestling than Raw, which I, is the weirdest fucking thing. Listen, guys, there's a Coliseum videotape. It's called The Best of Action Zone. It's actually pretty good. It's got some good matches on it. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that you fucking have it. I do own it. You're welcome. Well, going going forward, this the the, the uh, Rumble report is now known as uh, Brandon hates Pettengill, but we only get one more week of this. Slash Travis uh, after uh, after uh, this Raw, we have one more Raw left before the Royal Rumble '95. And then guess what? It's the WrestleMania. Report. We have the lovely Pamela Anderson. Voluptuous. Um, as a hey. Sh- well, I was about to say the shitty green screen effect on his hair wasn't happening now, but it just did. That's the same gear he wore at the, on the last Raw, by the way. Oh, you you were right. You were right. Yeah, it is. Fucking tinsel is uh, Christmas yeah, snowflakes. Yeah. <laughs> God, I want a denim shirt now. Fuck. Bet I could pick one up at the local uh, freaking thrift store or Salvation Army or something. We still have yet to see Undertaker. How, how dare to waste an Undertaker match on a pay-per-view against IRS. The Druids were fucking it up. Uh, it's not taking anything away from, from Microtundo, but... Seriously, fuck you. Past 1989, Mike is should have been retired. I'm going to tell you. I will say, I I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to interrupt. One of the single greatest wrestling angles ever is The Undertaker versus The Million Dollar Corporation. He goes from Underfaker through IRS, King Kong motherfucking Bundy, comma. and then he goes through comma. That, that, that literally goes from SummerSlam 94 to fucking... Survivor Series '95. You know, if I was Undertaker, if I had a if I had a razor blade right now, I'd cut my wrist just so I wouldn't have to watch it. <laughs> Single greatest if, if, angle. If ever. I was Undertaker, I would have tried to got gotten out of my contract in '95. Up oh, here we go. God, he reads this off a fucking cue card. It's terrible. This is by far one of the worst championship promos I've ever heard. Um. Yeah. As much as I want to shit on Kevin Nash, and trust me, I will as we continue on. You know, present past and otherwise but the guy can cut a good promo not this one but not in 1995 uh this is this is past the what a penance uh coliseum home video exclusive uh promo which was accidentally hilarious (laughs) but nothing about this is good 
literally, it's like a Hulk Hogan promo done by Diesel. Like the space. He wi- no, he wishes the he wishes. spacing was terrible. It, like it sounded forced. Not that I can cut a fucking wrestling promo by any means, but that sounded fucking god awful. You know, the weird thing is, you know, with these Rumble reports, like wrestling today, um, there's social media, there's other avenues that you can promote a pay-per-view. I mean, they're all on the network now, but I mean, even going forward, they never really did this, you know, even, you know, even the hottest period of time about hyping the uh, hyping the pay per view like this, and this is a yeah, big this is a, this is a big I'm, chunk. I'm gonna tell a JJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That's the and that's the attire on the new Mattel Jerry Lawler figure right there. It is Jerry Lawler. Um, when you talk about like people like the upper echelon of like absolute huge stars that never got to be champion. I mean, he's AWA champion, but at that point, AWA didn't fucking matter. But how dare you? Truth, <laughs> fuck you, Travis. <laughs> truthfully, tr- truthfully, I, I really think Lawler was slated to have a bigger part, but that whole underage girl Dude, drama that that really, I think, fucked him. Jerry Lawler. No, he fucked her. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Jerry Lawler though literally can play any aspect you needed to. Commentator, babyface, heel. Interviewer, best work punch. I mean, everything. Pile driver. Maybe, maybe ever. Uh, number number two might be Brett. That's a debatable Just, argument. I fucking love Hakushi. His manager was a, a member of the Orient Express. Um, Just, why why is it that it's okay for him to wear white face? I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. That, he is. He's all right. Look that's at your it. grandma coming out. Oh, oh, he just oh, kicked the shit out Treasure of Treasure Trail Matt Hardy. Treasure Trail Hardy. Of course, guys. This is Matt Hardy. Um. HV on his ass. Watch, watch this. He, he almost botches this. Saves it. Lands it. What are high, we doing? High voltage Lock. Matt Hardy here. Ooh, he definitely that made that on his own gear here. Look at that V so much bigger than the H. If you really take the line in the middle as an I, it says HIV on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Just, <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I can do that. Keep I mean. breaking. You'll be able to pass out. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We oh take the line. Oh my god! Really cool. <laughs> it's so stupid. But I, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie here. Hardy does do make make Hakushi look like a million bucks. Oh, he does. I mean, but he has a happy trail. So. <laughs> Fuck goes all the way from his um, belly button down to his ball through. I'm gonna I'm gonna dis I'm gonna disagree to a, a certain extent. It's not that Matt Hardy isn't doing his job. It's over. But yeah, <laughs> that's quick. I, th- this match. Oh, my girlfriend said that too. Could have been just a little bit longer to get over Hakushi's offense. Like, Matt Hardy should have had no well, offense whatsoever. Well, usually when you are on the commentary <laughs> table, that oh. you you should be putting the the talent over, um, not not being super uh, non so PC. So you felt bad for him because he's got HIV. <laughs> And this week's episode or uh, incarnation of a uh, that's not so PC, yeah, bro. Not so PC, bro. Is Shawn Michaels two weeks in a row? Uh, I think I might get that one this here, time. Here, or, or here, here's exactly what Shawn said during Hakushi's match. 
Um, he goes, I've been doing a little bit of studying. I know what all of, all of that Japanese writing means. I understand that Hakushi owns a Japanese restaurant, and he's a walking menu. You see that on his left arm? That means an order of Mumu Pintico. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is so racist. As as someone who loves Japanese cuisine, um, I can tell you that is not what those symbols mean. <laughs> but and also like the consistency of those tattoos. Like I was talking about last episode. If you go back and look at the promo from the last episode of '94, his tattoos are less, but they're thicker and like darker. So like there was no consistency on those tattoos. So you knew they were fake right off the bat if you were an actual wrestling fan. Old uh, enough to well, understand. All you have to do to easy way to, to combat that all, that all I have to say is it's war paint. Yeah. He's going in there it's, and, it means they, it's heritage it's, it's 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 war paint. But see they made it out like it was tattoos. The big the big thing going forward though was Hakushi not a beer fellas. As a uh, as Hakushi, you know, as ninety five gets deeper, Hakushi will become a bigger factor. <laughs> However, it is yeah. now King's Court time. It's time for the shat. And uh Jerry Lawler, we we kinda spoke about him a little bit. But this is a weird time when, like, we, they had Super Dave on last week. Um, was Tech Wars a show on USA? Oh, it was getting ready to debut, I I'll think. give you a little little backstory or a little history about Tech War. Number one, it sucks my balls. <laughs> Nobody watched this shit. However, I love T.J. Hooker. Um, young, young Heather Locklear, uh, who co-stars with uh, William Shatner back in the 80s, uh, she gives me a super chub. Um... Tech War um, started off as like a novel series that uh, William Shatner wrote because he was allowed such luxuries because he was a somewhat popular star of stage and screen television and uh, at that point more so <clears throat> and you know the, the very successful Star the, Trek movie series he's trying to capitalize on Star Trek fame with all the nerds by getting a fucking Tech War show yeah uh, well and that led to the TV show mm-hmm. it uh, ran uh, well the novels there were nine novels it ran from 89 to 1997 there were four made for TV movies and they were all they all came out in 1994 which led to 18 episodes of a TV series that read from 95 to 96 and I guess that's split between Two two seasons. Um, it has an IMDb rating of six point six out of ten. So I'm I'm guessing for the time it was fine. But I guess if you viewed this through twenty twenty one lens, it's probably unwatchable garbage. Much like Raw is. Uh, so it was probably no worse than, <laughs> than Raw. Was Raw the lead in for Tech Wars? Though it was. was. Oh my god. Um, I always remember Silk Stockings coming on. La Femme Nikita. Yeah, La Femme Nikita. And those those shows felt sexy and, and dangerous. Tech Pacific War, Blue. Tech War, no one film. That came after Superstars or something on Sunday mornings. <laughs> that, no, that, that came on after Raw, didn't it? NYPD Blue? No, no Pacific, Pacific Blue. Blue. Pacific, yeah. Pacific Blue was after like Superstars. It was on Saturday yeah, they did morning. The reruns Saturday. on because uh, well, Triple H was on there. Uh, yeah, but that was a that was a weird show where like people rode bicycles to fight crime or some shit. <laughs> yeah. They wore helmets too because they're BA well, they, <laughs> they were on they were on the BA ocean and they were blue. They were with the police. The show they were, makes sense. They were next to the Pacific Ocean. Oh, <laughs> Another yeah. shot for Brandon. Big thing is, you know, I feel like Shatner is a is a good sport here. He, he's doing he's doing good promoting his show. Um, he has a good he has a good little spot here with he's, Jerry Lawler. He's much better than he has any right to be. Exactly. My question to you guys is how many celebrities have you seen come involved with wrestling but have the look of like they have no respect for it whatsoever? If you go back to that so many. If you go back to that guest GM era, 
Like, I'd say probably about 60% of those people couldn't have gave a fuck about being but, there. Uh, going back to William Shatner, he guest hosted Raw yeah. during that period and actually gave you one of the, the funniest Raw segments where he sang yeah. the, uh, like the, the Shatner version mm-hmm. of people's entrance music. Yeah. I will say here, though... He cuts a better promo than your world fucking champion does. I, do, uh, I agree. I, they should have put the belt on, on fucking Shatner. Look at that leather jacket. I mean, if if, if fucking real, reality is thrown out the window, as it is now with wrestling anyways, whole, but in 95, you weren't fucking far from it. Fuck, just put the belt on Shatner. It's, it's no dumber whole, than anything else they were doing. This whole promo, though, is the entire reason Shatner inducts Lawler into the Hall of Fame, even though he wanted Lance Russell. <sighs> The, the crazy thing about this whole thing is the segment's over. It's over with the crowd. The crowd's eating it up. But is that, is oh, that, there you go. Is that more to say because of Lawler being such a great heel? I mean, I, I, you can't throw it all on Lawler. I oh, mean, yeah. Shatter is good. But, if Lawler I mean, hadn't have sold it, though. But, but it is Lawyer, uh, lawyer Lawler's uh, ability to... <laughs> Get the dicks to, out of your mouth. To it's be, fine. Sorry, it's Lawler's <laughs> ability to be able to uh, shift the crowd in a moment's notice. There we, there we have a wonderful monkey flip uh, with the leather jacket clad superstar. The double, double thumbs, thumbs up. up. Here comes Bret Hart to get the rub with his stubble beard like, I'm kind of a badass. I'm kind of a baby man. I don't know what I want to be. But here's here's the best part about Bret Hart in this episode is that gear. I love the fucking gear with like the little graffiti spots on it. Is that the one that they made the figure of? It may actually be the ultimate. It's something close to the Royal Rumble 94 gear, and I love that Royal Rumble gear. 94, the paint splatter? That's yeah, a, that's, that's what that is, except yeah. it's black. Yeah. Like black on the pink, and I fucking love it. Uh, look at Lawler's mullet. It's like he has like these dorky sideburns. He's, he's short top, and then he has this curly ass mullet that goes along with it. If you go back and look at this though, the roadie's getting the biggest rub out of all this because he's fairly new. He's in a promo or a segment with Lawler, Brett. No, and the person getting the biggest rub right now is me because. Hamlin Anderson's on screen. This is the weirdest promo, too, because everyone's leaving her, like, flowers, and Lex leaves a really weird uh, promo she took her uh, on her, on her uh, answering machine. Doink. Because fuck doink, 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 doink. fuck <laughs> Ray Apollo. <laughs> doink. Matt Board forever. Uh, actually, not forever, because he's dead. <laughs> Sorry. He was Big Josh. <laughs> yeah, from WCW. Oh, but it's he, stupid he, two by four. He came to the ring with bears. The so, worst wrestler of '95 so is King Kong Bundy. This match, this match, literally lasts 23 seconds. Um, Vince has the gall to say that King Kong Bundy is a top candidate to win the Royal Rumble. Yeah. You know, his exact words were, "He's a favorite to win the Royal Rumble." Sean goes, "Are you kidding me? The favorite is sitting right next to you, McMahon." Here's the, my problem with all of King Kong Bundy's 95, 94 He's run. Got He's got eyebrows. Exactly. That's the exact point. He should have shaved that shit off, and we'd have classic 80s bun. <laughs> yeah, because that's what did it. <laughs> so, Gary uh, Sabal, um, you guys may not know who this is, but this is the Italian Stallion. With his bald spot um, intact. Italian Stallion, if you guys don't know, um, he, actually broke, he actually broke the Hardys into the business. Um, and the match is over. Yeah. He got a payday out of that, thank, though. Thank God, because I can't handle it anymore. Bun- Bundy's still asking for the five count, like it's fucking 86. It's not Big E. But here's, Here we go. Here's the thing. like If you didn't know the Italian Stallion was from Italy, just check the ass <laughs> of his tights. <laughs> yep. It says it. Look at that WWF magazine there on anytime the I table. Eat, anytime I eat Italian, it comes out my ass. <laughs> 
Spoiler That's the exact spoiler color Tots he wears for the 95 Rumble, too. It is. Except he has the, the uh, heart on there for his, I believe it's his wife at the time. Yep. He's got the TK. Million Dollar Man's got an easy payday as well. No. Oh, here, there's a lot. Good old uh, Lord Alfred Hayes. Oh my God, this stupid video. What you heard man. earlier in the podcast. Well, here's the funny thing. <laughs> they call this game Raw is War, but it, only on the graphic it just says Raw. So what? what Uh-oh. More Tag Team Championship Tournament news. Well done. Oh, sorry. They're not in this one. All the heavenly bodies beat the Bushwhacker? Shocker. I have so much to say about the fucking... Is it, uh, is it Stephen Dunn and Timothy Well? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Stephen Well and Big Timothy thing is Sparky Dunn. Plug misses the sunset flip Ooh, here. He almost fuck. fucking fucked his head up. Hey, that's why he got that ball spot. He's skinning on the fucking mat as he was fucking... That had to hurt. And look at him. He's like, oh, the fuck that hurt. Listen, I love Bob Holly. I legitimately love Bob Holly, but Sparky Plug... Would you marry him? I wouldn't. No, not that, not that much. Oh my God, Jimmy Del Rey. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I can do Photoshop better than this right now. Uh, <laughs> that one's actually pretty good. There's no, there's no like aspect like ratio at all. I mean, the tag for, team for tournament 95, was a, this is this is this fucking tag fine. team championship tournament was a fucking joke. Oh my God, I have nothing to say about this. Like, let's do, let's divert just just <laughs> a second to something. If this positive. was the best of the tag teams you could have, that was fucking horseshit. Yes. Are I, we going to talk about this tuxedo match training? Because fucking well First done. of all, it's it's down, that's downtown Bruno, and I have the utmost respect for Harvey Whippleman, especially after the it, that viral video Finkel. that went that happened with uh, The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson. That uh, picture is from 92. Oh, God. Where he, he actually bought him a truck, and, and you heard all these great stories. He seems like a really genuine great guy. Why didn't Well Done not take off, guys? I mean, well, because off. of their fucking thongs. Their <laughs> pink thongs. They're fantastic ripoffs, if you think about it. Because they used to wear the bow ties. They used to wear the bow ties. Listen, I I don't have enough time in this episode to correct your line of thinking. But Bobby Fulton, god damn it, is so much better than either one of Dunn or Well. God damn it. Why could you not just call him Well Done? No, I fucking refuse it. It's so stupid. This is it's evocative of everything that is bad with 1995. Oh, you know what'll be great? Let's make a pun. Here comes the jobber of the mid-card, comma. Dude, like seriously, they're hyping him up. Dude, take that take the shirt off. I can't take you serious with a single with a shirt on Man, he, he could have been big. Like with these promos, these promos were actually pretty decent. I mean, not like great, great. No, like, truthfully, look at this. If they would have like gone, if they would have gone with, uh, speaking of, if they would have gone with him as being like an American badass figure, like Taker, I think that character would have got over more. But then they like debut him at the '95 Rumble, and he was like, it's tossed out. It's uh, probably it's it, it's something it's something. He he's a popcorn fart. From the get go, and there was potential. Like, and he's also driving on the wrong side I just of the road. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't he interfere in the IRS match and like he steals the he urn steals the urn and, and he, he melts, melts it down. down into the chain, and then that leads to all the way through SummerSlam '95. The uh, comma probably would have got a better match out of Taker than <laughs> King Kong Bundy. <laughs> okay, main event. This is anywhere our, in the this country. This is our main event. My my, literally, this match lasts two minutes and thirty nine seconds. And this how two did, minutes and thirty nine seconds long. How did this? this how did this match? Main event, your second anniversary show. Why would you not have the Razor Owen Hart match 
be your your match. I, I'm starting to see that there's a pattern where you're, you're because because fuck the crowd because it's not a feel good. You're, we got your fourteen dollars. We don't give a shit about if you enjoy their show or not. We want you to God, go home unhappy so bad, as man. possible because we want our like, business to go down even worse than I, what I, it is. I mean this with utmost respect. I, w- I this, would this should this match should. I would have. I would have. Would have rec- rather have had the Bushwhackers and no, and no, 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 no. I'd rather have a six man tag. Six man tag. In that way, you let them do the bare minimum. Look at this. Because I have all the respect in the world for Howard Finkel, R.I.P. One of the best well, ring announcers ab- ever. Absolutely, absolutely. And he probably had the time of his life being in a match. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm, I'm really starting to think. It's god awful. I'm really starting to think, though. I mean, I know this is kind of knowledge now, and everyone feels bad for Fink. For I mean, he, pa- he passed away last year. God rest his soul. Uh, he came up with a lot of good ideas. Vince kept him on the payroll for that long, which is fucking cool. I think there is an aspect that people don't talk about with Vince McMahon, where he does take care of people who yeah. were there for him. Um, there's some instances where that's not the case, but this case there is. Um, longest he was the longest employee of Titan Sports, and they yes. paid him to the day he died. And not only that, but like this has to be just a straight up rib. This is a rib. On this is both to make, of them. this is to make Vincent Man laugh. Yes, and if that's as the he's case, doing on commentary, wonderful. Right but it doesn't need to be the fucking main event of your it, two year this, anniversary show. And this goes over like a popcorn fart. Like it, it is, is there, okay. If if you're trying to hammer home that this is the anniversary of your flagship show, but was it? You should have had your world. That's champion. what I'm saying. You know what I mean? You like, should have had your world champion in the main event defending the belt against somebody. Backlund. It was the Something. fucking dark match. The why match. why not make it make it worth the while? <clears throat> but that's what makes me think that you know, in this aspect, uh, um, this is not the flagship show. <sighs> Fuck! If, 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 Superstar still may have been. If, if, even if that's the case, this is an anniversary show. If you want oh, people God, to turn to, to tune in next week, this is not the way you do mm. it. And we're missing over the the other obvious point of talking is how the. Fuck the bushwhackers have a goddamn job in 1995. Because they were probably willing to do every anything well, they asked them to do. For I, I actually did listen to Bruce uh, Pritchard's podcast, and they did the bushwhackers, and he mentioned that they were good ambassadors. That they, they still had some of that nostalgia feel. Um, it's like Vince wanted the new generation, but it's like he didn't. You know, Here, here's here's my here's my thing. You know the bushwhackers. Who were the sheep herders and like serious wrestlers, oh, bloodbaths, yeah. everything? Yeah, yeah, standing on the a- outside of that ring like. This is fucking bullshit. Who have a fucking barn burner with the Fantastics at the like eighty six or eighty seven? Look at this. Um, that had to hurt. Uh, they should have never been doing come. that though. But fuck. I mean, this match is over. Like they should have already called it like a minute and a half. His cover button's still on, man. That's the only reason he wins. His, his bow tie's still on too. And the crowd goes mild. And the fucking well done's out of here after this. So, so they're fucking thong. There's a thing like <laughs> I always talk about. Uh, I always talk about Sean being one of my favorites, but Sean is a fucking prick. So there's a state. There's something right here that Sean says. Um, he 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 starts. Fink does the, the little whoa to Vince here, mm-hmm. and there's something that Sean says, and it kind of just resonated with me, like how much of a prick he really was. Watch right here. He he goes that poor Howard Finkel has no idea he's a blibbering idiot. But see, and it's that's kinda, the thing. Like I know, and it's probably not. Wrestling fans get a bad rap about things, but that guy right there is probably having the time of his life right now, and, and, and that's great. But yeah. when you mm-hmm. take into account all the people in the business who yeah. never got to main event a raw. show, period, let alone a Raw pay per view or otherwise, it's a slap and, in the and face. Howard Finkel, who. 
who loves wrestling. Say, I can't even say doesn't deserve it, but this should have, if like you're going to do this, this should have been the opening match. I'm going to tell you that. If not, it should have smacked up in the middle. Fink probably yeah. never wanted to wrestle in his life. He would have been just as happy main event in the main event of Raw or like commentating the fucking ring announcing the main event of Raw as he would have been doing this. Look at his man titties. I jiggle. <laughs> His, his ass is raw. It's hilarious. <laughs> I can hear that. <laughs> That's a real thing. He gets a job because we make him look like a buffoon. And you know this, the problem, but you know, to be fair, like. Because if you think about it, the Fink and Harvey Wilkman's feud's been going since before WrestleMania 10. Because they had a run in at WrestleMania 10 with the toupee shit. Yeah. They did. Like, he shoves him. Yeah, because he shoves him, and then Adam bombs out there about to beat up Finkel, and earthquake runs out and squashes Adam bomb. The proper answer to that is, who gives a fuck? <laughs> I do because this is wrestling ruined. But I'm trying to <laughs> trying to point out all this amazing. Well, okay, stuff well we've lived, we've absolutely lived up to the title of this podcast. Because wrestling is ruined from this fucking point on. I just don't understand. I just don't understand. You know, Why is this celebration going on? Yeah, for exactly. Three That's another match. That's another match. Because they gotta kill time. Because this is what they allotted for. Oh, we'll go out there for. They're gonna have a wonderful six-eight minute match. Oh, Ooh, next good. next week is Bret Hart versus Double J, and that we're, that actually gets my dick hard. I'm actually really excited to watch that match. until there's like 16 interferences. I, I can't know. wait to watch this uh, in preparation for what we record and be horribly disappointed. <laughs> 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 that was sight unseen so far. I've not seen that. One. Sean getting heat over here. That is the gear that Sean does wear at the Rumble '95, which I would love that figure because I am a figure mark. Oh, look, look at, at Sean hitting on the underage girl. It was yeah, it was, was not a great second anniversary. This this was a travesty to the second anniversary of a show. Just well, I, I think I made the point very clear. It's this, like WrestleMania. This, this episode is both better and worse than the episode we watched last week. Literally, the quote I have down it from you is, I don't know how this episode manages to both be better and worse than last week. And literally, it's what I have in my notes. It's fucking terrible. The, the heights are higher, but the lows may be lower. Well, like, if they'd have reversed it and had the tuxedo match first and then had Brett versus Owen, um, not Brett versus Owen, Razor versus Owen, it would have made more sense to have this promo here that's about to come at the end, too. Yeah. Because, like, they could have came back after the match and then they come out with his oh, big ass frizzy glasses from New Year's Eve. Ain't he great, to take though? off. <laughs> Takes his hat off. He's got to cut the promo. Look at those mullets. He had to fluff it. From from the first two weeks point of view of, of this podcast, yeah. I can't feel sorry for Jeff Jarrett. They were giving him a lot of screen time. They were giving him and He's a been a main focal point of the first two episodes. Backstage pass. <laughs> <laughs> he beat me the, up, Scotty. That's the Vader symbol. That's not that. He said, "Beat me up, Scotty." But like, see, Jeff Jarrett is in a prominent spot. Like they are pushing him to at least the top of the mid card here with wrestling. Well, that's because his daddy uh, was involved with the company. Was pretty much with the company. running the company. Yeah. Quotation marks when I run the company. I don't care what Bruce uh, says, and when I say Bruce, when you, you Bruce, know, Bruce Richard, Bruce Richard, Richard says. Um, Thanks for Jerry, the Jerry Jarrett was tasked with running the company if shit went down with the steroid trial. Yeah, but my thing is, why would you not trust Jerry Lawler? 
or like a committee base instead of just like, oh, Jared Jarrett's got some good ideas. I get, well, bring him well, in. Well, I, don't know, I don't know that he would have necessarily have been in, tra- in charge of the creative, but the business end of it, I mean, you know. I, I get why Vince is so hands-on because he wants things a certain way, which from running wrestling shows, I get that. Cody's, Cody's kind of the same way when we run NGW. So I understand where he was kind of iffy about giving full range to somebody. But, man, these first two episodes of, of Raw, uh, the only gleaming light I have out of this is that uh, Razor-Owen match. I'm looking, Owen, I am looking forward to Hakushi and Brett because that's going to be a terrific match. Owen and, Owen's been a shining light of the first two episodes, too. Absolutely. The, the, the King, MVP, definitely. He had the King's Court, then he had that really good match. I was about to sneeze, sorry. Oh, I held on. I held on to that sneeze. You know, sneeze your COVID on me. But, like, yeah, I mean, Br- Owen and Jeff Jarrett have probably been the two highlights. If you think about it, no face has been on the uh, show consistently both episodes. Yeah, they're the only two that, Except, that have been I mean, on. Not even Vince McMahon. It was Gorilla Monsoon and Vince McMahon. I would episodes. much rather have Gorilla Monsoon. No. Will you stop? <laughs> what a maneuver. Well, guys, that's that's the end of this episode. Um, like I said, it's Raw January 9th. It, it drew a 2.1 rating. Well, what's going on in WCW? On the other time? side of things. Oh, let uh, me guess. The, Alex Wright somewhere in there. He is. Stupid dumbass fucking <laughs> so, dance. So, the big... That's one so uh, this this is the January seventh edition of WCW Saturday Night, um, which pay mind when w, when Randy Savage debuted on WCW television, it was on WCW like Saturday Night, November or something, right? I yeah, it was, no, there was no raw, oh, there was no Nitro at the yeah. time, so there so, was Power Hour and World uh, Worldwide. Power so, there was Hour, that. but th- you had the Guardian Angel who was the big boss man, stupidest gimmick ever. The Guardian Angels are a waste of time. They're, well, they called him the boss, and then the fucking WWF hit them with a lawsuit, so they had to Rightfully change it. Rightfully so. Big Bubba Rogers. That's, that's not the same. The Guardian Angels are a stupid... I'm, I'm, I'm not- sorry, if you're a member of the Guardian Angels, this is a podcast. Don't <laughs> kill me. How dare you? How dare you that troll for your, justice? Send your, send your is, hate mail to that, Travis G. Lasseter. That is the most 94 thing you could do. I've never heard of the Guardian Angels since then. But now you know them because of that but, gimmick. But did, are because, they still around? Because they eliminated all the crime in the world. <laughs> are they still around? Are they still guardian the angels of the world? Like I don't, I You're don't know. You're a piece of shit. So Jesus isn't real. He worked the jobber, uh, Carl Fergie. What the fuck? Wow. I'm drinking another, I'm another shot. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Uh, Blacktop Bully with Colonel Robert Parker and Mean I prefer, defeated I, Barry Houston. I prefer, is that is that pre or post uh, King of the Road? Uh, that's, that's, that's pre. This is pre because that was at Uncensored ninety five. He gets fired after that. Okay, I, think, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, didn't, you, I couldn't remember if both of them got fired. Fun or fact, it was just he, it was he listeners, uh, Brandon has a signed autographed picture of uh, Blacktop Black Bully you in there next to yeah, him. Yeah, I love Crusher, Crusher Khrushchev, but you got to give me Blacktop Bully. Or Smash. I wanted, or to smash. Get, I wanted to get Hole in One. You need to get Hole in One, one and Darso is the best. He's the fucking MVP of WCW no. Saturday Night for like 1999, Let, Let's just cut to my hard drive that I have, and we can just watch WCW Worldwide for 2000 and watch all in one Darso matches. Oh, Jesus no Christ. No one wants to see that shit. Listen, we'll, do listen. A career, we'll do a career retrospective of just, one just because you're sad and you and you have to have that in your collection to fill the void of negative aspect of your life 
your personal <laughs> relationships or whatever. Doesn't mean anybody else wants to see you, that. You know what? Don't hate on me because I have a hard drive from that has every raw from ninety three to ninety seven unedited. And you have a girlfriend, <laughs> and I don't. But life is not fucking fair. I think it's fair. I've waited like twenty years. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. She accepts me for who I am. Well, congratulations. <laughs> I, I hope that you live a very happy life, and I hope your fucking children hate wrestling as a fucking penance. <laughs> I, I hope when you think about me, it kills your boners. <laughs> It's actually the opposite. If, if, listen, when I have a boner, you are the last thing I think of. And the first. <laughs> you no, know, the first thing I think about is 1995 Raw. Oh, man, that's sad. Your boner must be really... <laughs> your boner must be really that's sad. How I, that's how I stopped myself from jizzing. It's dry. Of Raw it's from 95. dry. <laughs> Fuck, let me get through fucking Saturday night. Jesus oh, Christ. God. Oh shit! Black top. No, the, it begins and ends with Black Top Bully. He's no, the main man. event no, of every. We got to get the Dawson. No man, we no. We yeah, he's coming. So we have oh, Brad. Yeah, Brad we have Brad and Scott Armstrong versus Harlem Heat, which I would probably say that match is actually not terrible. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good match. Candyman's in there oh, with yeah. Sister Sherry. Oh, Sister Sherry and those tits. She gets, her tits were huge in those. Shout days. out yeah, to was, uh, shout out to Cody Isis who could have fucked uh, <laughs> Sensational Sherry. Sherry. I will say Sherry was on a lot of drugs it. at the time, so it probably been hard. Oh man, I would have. I would fuck her now. She's dead. <laughs> she's dead. <laughs> My God. So Brandon's had too much. Jack. Yeah, Brandon's had a lot of Jack. So, so the, the WCW World Tag Champions are Stars and Stripes at this time. That just goes to show you the shape WCW's in in '95. That uh, the Patriot and Marcus Alexander Bagwell. He's buff. He's the stuff. They they wrestled State Patrol, They're, which is Lieutenant James Earl Wright and Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker. Goddamn um, best train was, in the world. Who was the fucking best leprechaun this in is, wrestling? You know, this is you fucking. Know, if Buddy Lee Parker was never born, we wouldn't have Goldberg. Oh fuck! I wish we could travel back in time to make that not happen. <laughs> fuck you, Skip. But the weirdest thing is, there were there were three tag matches back to back. They had the Nasty Boys take on Bobby Starr and Ricky Santana. Who? Exactly. <laughs> das Wunderkin, Alex Wright, and versus David Young. Dave Young. I don't know if this is the same David Young. <laughs> I wish you could see Chan's doing the dance. Doing the, doing the Das Wunderkin dance. I mean, I can't right wait now. till we get to WCW 95. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, and then the main event was pretty oh Paul Roma versus the WCW television champion, the John, best Johnny B. Bad. Member of the Four Horsemen ever so was uh, Paul no so Roma. I will rank Mongo over him <laughs> well, how, did he, how did he still have a job in WCW at that point the, the, tag champs with enforcement. the way he got fired was he had a match with Alex Wright and he was he was went, went out there to, to put over Alex Wright to get him over he literally made fun of the fucker so much that the crowd was, <laughs> was, was cheering him he goes to the top rope and starts doing the fucking dance and jumps on Alex Wright and he got fired shortly after that good well, fuck, good, good, fuck Paul good. I agree and, and I like that you and I, Travis, can actually agree on something <laughs> occasionally. Well, it but fuck Paul Roma. It doesn't stop me from buying Fat Fuck Scott a uh, side picture of Power and Glory with Paul Roma's signature. Because can't get Hercules because he's fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. You did buy him that, didn't you? Yeah, he has a- Sorry for all the Hercules fans out there. Spoiler, he's dead. And he sucks. <laughs> he was so roided out, he couldn't even pull the chain off his neck without assistance. So guys, that's the, that's the first two episodes Episodes of 1995 uh, Monday Night Raw down. Uh, we do have that 
I don't know how it's going to be yet with Bret Hart and Jeff Jarrett coming up in the in the next. This week. would be a good match. I can't uh, imagine it being a bad that match. That is titillating. And then, guys, right after that Monday Night Raw, we roll right into the Royal Rumble. Um, hope you guys have enjoyed this. Uh, we've had some fun. Uh, Brandon has put a hurting on a bottle of Jack today, and Travis has drank his two fruity mixed drinks I've, because I've it's had maybe six shots. Because the Royal Rumble. I could drive Tampa. right now, but the cops wouldn't agree with it. <laughs> I don't agree with it either. He should definitely stay I mean, home I for a while. I think he's drunk enough to watch the Rumble right now. Please don't. You'll <laughs> no, puke. I didn't enjoy it when it happened. <laughs> but however, guys, uh, going forward, you know, uh, next episode's going to be fun. Uh, hopefully that Jerry and uh, Brett match uh, doesn't disappoint. But until next time, guys. Probably will. I'm Eddie. This is. Travis. And, and I'm Brandon. <laughs> fuck Tom Pettengale. Brandon can go fuck himself. Brandon's neighbors just love him. <laughs> We'll see you guys next time.